0: Okay, so now you're being picky, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You have to delete this right away. (laughs) I swear to God, I was joking with everything.
1: From Yo what this is Two Takes on a part. welcome to two takes on a pod my name is osai and my name is Falaron. this is our podcast where we give you two takes on our theme of the moment
2: yes the theme of the moment of this moment is masculinity oh yes being a man what does that mean to you um, and a I lot. connect with an old friend his name is Reda Zarug, and we talk about masculinity we talk about what it means to him giving his background his lived experience we talk about our relationships with our fathers and what that means in terms of the context of being a man that and, should be super fucking interesting uh, yeah it was kind of cute I like the like the direction and, uh, when I, I don't know if he'll appreciate me calling it cute but um, hey that's that toxic masculinity <laughs> <laughs> Check. <laughs>
1: yeah, um yeah. No, absolutely, man. We also discussed the limitation or misconceptions of some of the cultural views on masculinity that we, you know, are bound to experience at this point in our lives. Um we also talk about the power of vulnerability, the courage to actually kind of let your feelings out. You know what I mean? Sounds kinda counterintuitive, but hey, it just might work. Because, you know, unconditional love might fix all this bullshit that we we're going to give through.
2: it too much away give it too much away let him listen, let all, right, him all, right, listen. all right all right all right, yeah. all right. Yo, listen and check out the episode Enjoy. Peace. all right so welcome to the podcast man thank you thank you for having me yeah. man. I'm excited um i know you're excited because like you randomly t- randomly text me at random times, yo, let's do this podcast yeah, episode.
0: because I get these like urges, and then I'll I'll think about it and be like, yo, fire emoji. Like that's <laughs> all I think. <laughs> that's it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, and it sucks that we're no longer in the same city because I'm sure we'd have done this so much sooner. Um, but yeah, I took the opportunity to come out to Ottawa, and then I'm glad I'm really glad to have you. Thank you, bro. Uh, for the listeners, this is my guy. Top three favorite Arabs of all time. Shit, um, shit yeah, bro.
0: This is a, a <laughs> high ranking man.
2: Yeah. Um. Red is a root Uh, It's crazy when I think about my life right and you think about pivotal moments in your life you know like um and you've definitely i think you're in like at least two of them
0: yeah i'll take that yeah two yeah at them, least so. two of
2: them one of them not great <laughs> <laughs> but you know those pivotal moments man you can either choose to learn from um and of course correct and realize you know what do really do i want to take from these or not um and the, the all the other moments have been positive so you know i'm very very grateful to have right here on the podcast. Um, a Conversation today will probably vary because mm-hmm. that is what we do, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. but like when I thought about oh man, what can I talk to Red on this thing for? First of all, I didn't want it to be super ridiculous because that's probably what people would assume.
0: Mm-hmm,
2: um, mm-hmm. when they think about having the two of us a, on an episode right. because we're generally quite silly together, okay. yeah. Um, but I also wanted it to be like meaningful in a way, right? To talk about something that you know I feel that you're passionate about mm-hmm. or can be passionate about mm-hmm. or can speak on given your life experience right. um, and stuff, you know, that like generally uh, I'm interested in. So I stumbled on, I was like, this is gold,
0: right? right? right this right.
2: is gold because of a stupid conversation we had, which I'll remind you of as we go. Okay. Um, and then also like your, your, what I thought, Oh, my, your life, lived experience through my perspective as an outsider. So, okay. on my prep doc, I've got uh, you're a Muslim Arab NDP supporting <laughs> Canadian living in Ottawa. <laughs> those, you, you know me now. I think that's, that's, it, it. That's, that's it. That's, that's, that's all you need. need. Uh, I was like, those intersections can certainly provide interesting context for how you view masculinity. Ah, man. Um, yeah. And I guess for me, like over the last couple of years, uh, I, you know, as we get older or whatever, I'm beginning to like, yo, I'm, I'm a man now. I Uh, can, I can say, you know, how do I want to be a man Right, um, is the thing that I think about, like, how do I want to go about this whole adulthood and operating in operating as a brother, which is again, has to do with masculinity and then a lot with partnerships and all that stuff. So like, I'm thinking about all this jazz. Bro, it's so hard, right? It's, It's (laughs) silly. Right. What society expects. But like, okay, let's get, when you hear that, how right. I just pitch it, what's the first
0: couple of thoughts that come in your mind? Man, just masculinity in each one of those circles means so many different things, Sorry. right? I feel like growing up there. So I was really lucky, man, because I feel like we're going to get into the blunt of this really quick, but <laughs> I feel like growing up, I had, I had my spheres of influence that really, really. Defined what masculinity was for me is definitely the Muslim community, mm-hmm. definitely the Arab community. And the Muslim community is not, it's not one homogenous community, right? So, and we can get into that a little bit more, but the Muslim community, the Arab community, which are two separate things, and then my family, direct family. Mm-hmm. And I was really lucky because um, my father was pivotal. For me, understanding how to be a man. I think it's really important. Everybody has their own opinion, right? 2020. But for me, my father wasn't the traditional Arab Muslim man. Wasn't? Wasn't. Okay. And a lot of people think, especially seeing me and kind of me growing up and learning a lot and and evolving into the person I am today and and my Mm -hmm. continuous growth, wouldn't think that. They would probably think your father was the traditional Arab Muslim man.
2: Honestly, that was my thought. Right. Right.
0: Right. Um, But no, he was a man who said, I love you so many times. He knew how to explore his emotion. He knew how to navigate that emotion with me. Um, He never let me forget that as a man, it's okay to have a softer side to you as well, which was amazing coming from an Arab Muslim man who was tough and strict. He Mm. was strict, man. But at the end of the day, being strict and being allowing that emotional side of you to come out weren't two independent, synonymous things, you know? So it, it was, it was, that, that was definitely a blessing for sure. And then, and then I think I, I, couple that now with the Arab community who I grew up in, you know, in, in, in this group of people who listen to hardcore rap music Um, Super hood Mm. Super gangster And that was What we were trying to be And now try and say Yo These people Are not gonna think I'm cool enough If I get off emotional If I start talking about love And and feelings That I have deep inside of me We're not really We're not You know what I mean We're not We're not on the same page With that Yeah So it was nice. It was nice to have my father as a balance there. Because imagine if my father wasn't the balance there. Damn, son.
2: You have to go learn that from somewhere, learn else. That somewhere else. Yeah. And that's
0: probably gonna be a hard lesson. Right. So I, I was really lucky in that sense for sure. But 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 that's not to say that that I didn't that's not to say that that I didn't grow out of my I just hate the word because it's so used, the phrase, the toxic masculinity. Mm. But it's not to say that I didn't go through it and, and grew out of it. You know, and I, I think I still have more growing to do in that field, but, but I, I definitely went through it for sure.
2: Yo, okay. So I actually want to, I want to ask this because okay. I think it's important. Uh-huh. Um, why do you hate, why do you hate the phrase toxic masculinity?
0: So you, I feel like it's, it's the same thing with people have used that word as such a weapon. Mm-hmm to be able to say there's a fine line. No, there's, it's not a fine line. There's a clear defined group of people who want to blame the world's problems on men. I'm not saying we don't have a big part in it, Mm -hmm. but unfortunately there comes a point in time where it gets to the point where it's like man hating. Like that's, that's a real thing that I've seen before and heard before. And, 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 I think that's just associated to that group of people. There's a whole other group of people who use that word in its proper form, and they use it properly, and they're fighting a really good fight. So I just I hate the word because yeah. it's, it's like
2: a loud minority kind e- of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, I know, I know, I know what you mean. It's yeah, like it, it, it becomes difficult to have a nuanced conversation when you introduce the term straight up without properly defining it or right. without understanding like where people are coming from. Right. Because you're right, there yeah. are people who it. it does cross the line into misandry, mm-hmm, but it's ex- mm-hmm. no they, they, like toxic masculinity is a thing that exists and it's kind of like one of the things or the outcomes of toxic masculinity. Sure. one of the things that we're trying to talk about today, sure, right? Which is sure. like, I love that you mentioned, um, you know, your dad, and it's surprisingly, your dad being right. somebody in touch with his emotions and knowing how to, it's two things one, being in touch, knowing how to have that conversation with you because. You're the last son. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, like, was that, is that different with your brothers actually? Can you fill that in? Like, yeah. You feel like your brothers got that side of your dad or like he waited till it was you and then he-
0: everybody goes through their own journey, right? And mm. I think my father went through his own journey. Cool. And I think my father was very politically involved. Um, he was a hero of mine and he was a hero for sure for the country, for Libya. Um, and we won't, we won't get into it too far, but in the eighties, he was really involved politically on, on really trying to change the country and disturb the leadership in that country and set the country on a course uh, for success for sure. So he came from a space where uh, you, you, your are a man's man, mm-hmm. you're a macho man now, right? You're talking about revolution. You're talking about a coup. You're talking about trying to remove the longest standing dictator we had for a long time. Uh, 42 years. It was a, it was a, it, he came from a, from a very rough place in terms of this this idea of extreme masculinity. And then he had the opportunity to turn that around. Um, and I feel like in the beginning with my brothers, he was a lot harsher. He didn't really know. And, and I don't know, right? I wasn't there. There's a big gap between me and my older brothers. But I feel like his growth was pretty unreal to see emotionally how he was able to evolve and allow himself to recognize how maybe this doesn't work very well um and then with me i feel like i got all the glory of it all that growth over all of those years traveling to a whole bunch of different countries and having to really fend for yourself i feel like i got the benefit out of that which was his ability to be emotionally relevant with me
2: Cause like I'd broken that broken this down into like three things, right? Okay. What's, what's a man's role in the family? Shit. What's the, that's rough, <laughs> we just, yeah. just kind of talked about, Hell right? There. What's the man's role in the community? And like, I guess tying into the larger society, um, or society as a whole, right? Cause how we, how we talk about being a man or masculinity, which I guess are two separate things. Mm. Um, how we talk about it in general affects what people go take home and say, you know what, that's how I'm going to be a man. Because, like, you you mentioned the Muslim community, Mm -hmm. which isn't homogenous, as Mm -hmm. you said, Mm -hmm. but there's certain principles about how you be a man in the Muslim community. I'm from a Christian family, the same thing. Um, And then there's like how we talk about it. Like, you and I now are having a conversation about, yo, like, from lessons that you've had from your father, lessons I've had from my father Mm -hmm. about what what to be a man. And then, you know, we're going to have kids and then we're going to have a conversation about, yo, I've got this boy. Um, Do I teach him about talking about emotions or do I just abdicate and just leave that and there's a me level
0: mean? too yeah yeah it's there, tough there's man. a
2: level there like okay so what's let me let me ask this in this way then what's the um what's the one thing that you will take away from that journey that you just described of your dad and you're like oh, you know what i want him because there's, there's there's something about the ultra masculinity thing that I feel like you need mm-hmm. lots of things there that you need mm-hmm. lots of things you got to drop. Mm-hmm. And then on the emotional side, there's lots of things that you need. And also I'm learning there's lots of things that you may should just like kind of leave that alone. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So where's, where's the balance for you?
0: <sighs> that's a, that that's a wild question, man. I think, so I think for me, this relates back to the Muslim community. The, this idea of it not being homogenous, I think, plays a part where we talk about the Muslim community that has cultural values attached to their Muslim identity, and those who don't. When we take Islam and and from a Muslim, I have my bias, but when we take Islam totally independently of the cultural communities that it, that it, it it resides in and it lives in, I think you get this super authentic, perfect masculine man who. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to come down on a really low level, but we have narrations of the way the prophet Muhammad used to have a relationship with his wife. He would be responsible for doing things in the home that men today would say, catch your ass out. I ain't doing <laughs> shit, Right. And those, unfortunately, I feel like you f- you find that issue a lot in the in the Muslim communities that attach this weird cultural uh, like hold onto their identity of Islam, but that has nothing to do with Islam. When you when you come to it independently, you find that all of these gender roles that that culturally we've associated to women to do, you don't really have that in this in this independent Muslim community. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is really interesting to me. So to come back to the question, I think my father, he drew that balance and the way that he instilled that balance in me was make sure that you follow the Muslim, the independent Muslim group. And if you continue to do that, then you're doing it the right way. Interesting. Yeah. At least for me. Yeah. But
2: yeah.
0: Do you feel, do you feel, do you feel like for you, wait, actually, can we, can I, I want to know about your relationship with your father?
2: Ooh, incredible. Um, I, I wasn't describing the relationship as incredible, even though it, it's yeah, good. But right. I, So I have three brothers, um, and I often think about how different our relationships are. Um, and I guess it was my brothers. I never talked to them, kind of like you. I never really talked to them. Like, oh, like yeah, what do you think your relationship with dad right, is? You know? Right, right. Um, For me, I remember when I realized that I have... Uh, I have an active relationship with him. I remember the day and it was just so weird that, um, so we're recording this right now on Carlton campus. Right? right. Um, so 2015, like the elections are over, uh, and I have, I have to figure out what my next steps in life are. You know, we already run the team, whatever I got, I'm graduating in a couple months. I got to figure this shit out. Um, and I'm having like almost every day and you don't know this about me, but like I, I panic a lot. Um, <laughs> you may know this, about me, <laughs> um, but like, I'm having a, a like a, serious attacks right because like i'm not knowing like i have no idea what i'm going to do and like there's so much pressure like um and i've got still got work to do on a daily basis it's like 2 a.m i'm still in the qsa office i'm trying to figure i'm applying to grad schools i'm trying to figure shit out um and like legit it's one of those things that hit Um, and i text my dad like i'm so confused and he calls immediately um and we start having a conversation about like yo why are you confused Mm -hmm. um and you know, I realized that I haven't caught him up on all of these things that I've been feeling for months. And so like, it's an hour plus conversation right. of like, yo, you know, this is what I've been dealing with. It's high stress. We just came off six weeks of 10 hour days, mm-hmm. like all these things. And like, I have no idea April or what's the, what's the month after May, um, the month, after, yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like the day, as soon as this job is done, I have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I'm not used to that. I'm so panicked. And then we ended up just having like a things like a, a real conversation of, that was had nothing to do with like it felt like a friend like hmm. hey
0: um and you you feel like you've never had that conversation before that type pr-
2: prior of to that it wasn't cuz like my relationship with my dad is a very like night like top down right right you're going to do this and that's why like you right. can't do it because i said it that mm-hmm. kind of thing um and that was the first time that we were having um a conversation that was rooted in like hey i have a problem and i don't know how to solve it and he had no idea how to solve right. it right but he was just letting me know that i'm here amazing you know what i mean um and it was it was I guess it was like me sending him a text saying, Hey, I'm panicking and getting that call right away that I did not expect. You know what I mean? So what
0: did you expect?
2: I have no idea. It was, I didn't even know to to text him was foreign. Right. You know what I mean? To text him that, Hey, I'm going through something right now and I need help was a foreign concept. And that was the first time that I felt like that existed. Um, And since then things have been like up and down, but that was the first real moment that I was like, Oh shit, this could be, a rela- this should be a relationship right. that I actively invest right. in from a, like son up this way. Um, but to, connected to like being a man and masculinity, like my, my dad, um, my dad is incredible in that way. Like he's so compassionate with people around him. Um, and that's the one thing I think I would take from him as just like a leader mm. and the one person in our house who, um, if there's a problem for other people, it was again always felt like other people. Right he just knew what to say, what to do, how to help, even if it wasn't directly fixing that problem, but how to make you feel like you were not alone in that. Right. Um, so I, could you maybe file that under like provider? If you're looking at traditional masculine roles, I think I learned how to do that for him or from him rather. Sure. Um, I forget what we're talking about before yeah, I got too. into that. that um, was
0: good though. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> no, yeah. Thank um, you for sharing but, that. but it's like,
2: I don't know, when I think about what, I, what I'm i taking from my father, which I think about more and more as I get older, it's like, uh, there is nothing that comes before ensuring that the people around you know that you're there. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know if that falls under man or woman or boy, or you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it falls, it's just a lesson from him as a person. Um, Cause we never in my, maybe Christianity and Islam are different in this way, but like, I, we never in my family really talked about like the role of a man, mm. you know, like a man must do this, you right. know, a man must do that, right? right. Like, from, my mom has four sons. From the age of four, I'm in the kitchen, you know, like. Interesting. Bro, so you, you,
0: uh, but you wouldn't say that that's the traditional,
2: like, the cultural Nigerian norm. I, no, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't okay. say that it is. I, I think maybe, I wouldn't say that my experience is like the okay. same as other, other folks, but like, no, from, from time, like we clean the house, we are doing the cooking, all of us, okay. you know, all the kids, right? Right. Um, and, ugh, my mom had this this thing that I use as a mantra for myself today, like make yourself useful. Hmm. Like my mother see you doing anything, it's like make yourself useful, bro. Hmm. like make yourself useful. So we were always doing things in the house, like you were saying about the Prophet Muhammad there, like he, he was doing stuff that people today, if they were... Not st- strictly looking at that right. aspect of Islam that right. you're talking about, we'll be like, what are you doing? Right. Right. Um, but for us in our house, it was like we were always doing that stuff. So I never in my mind looked at it at ma- as oh, man amazing, versus woman. You know? um, but
0: th- and I think that's amazing because you never had to battle that afterwards, right? That's such a blessing.
1: Hey guys, on this collection, we're trying something a little different. We'll be taking a little break to ask some interesting questions and hoping that you guys will give us some interesting answers. Um, all you have to do is record a voice note and send it to our email account so the question is tell us the first time you felt like you were parenting your parents what did that feel like when did it hit did they know whatever send it to us now back to the show wait don't forget the email that is two takes and a pod at gmail.com. That is two takes, T W O takes, and a pod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.
2: One of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation with you is because I remembered once that we were, I think we were just talking about girls or whatever. And you had mentioned that one of the shorties that you were singing, uh, we we'll keep names out of this, uh, showed up to pick you up. Mm-hmm. And you were struggling with the idea of being in a car with a woman. And being in the drivers and the passengers. Right, thing, right. Right. And you were like, your mindset was like, bro, no, you get out the car Isn't and I would wild? drive it. And it's her car. You know, Isn't that the concept is so silly. And like, it's like, and I'm, 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 I'm you don't mind me sharing mm. your, your past that, but it's like the, the thought, the idea that that is a valid thought process in anybody's mind is mm. interesting to me. Cause it's like, what what wow. in the world Right? You, like, why? why? Like, and what? What is society doing? What is? What are the cultures that we're creating doing? That that is a thing that allows us as young men to think, mm. right? And like, also for you, if you recall, when did it hit you that yo, bro, this is pretty stupid,
0: right? The whole time. <laughs> okay. So the recognition <laughs> is there, right? and this this was a while because I remember the moment pretty distinctly, and it, and it was over a series of months that. It was a, it was, it wasn't a, I'm not going to say it was a problem. Like I was sitting there pondering, being like, how the hell could I be in the passenger seat of this guy? No, but, but it was something that was like, it just felt kind of weird. I didn't have full control of the situation. I didn't, I was not leading us. Mm. That's a problem to me or was no fuck it. That's a problem to me. Even still till today. And it's something that I'm battling. Um, The most important thing I think in this whole journey is that there's space for growth. Unfortunately, I think in our day and age, men, men, women, it, it, if you have a certain opinion about something, we don't allow passive ignorance anymore. Interesting. Passive ignorance. Okay. We, we don't allow people to not know. If I don't know, know better, you have to allow me a space for growth. You have to allow me to be able to look at my past and say, yo, I, that, that was kind of fucked up mm-hmm. and I regret it. And I'm, I'm moving on now and I'm, and I'm trying to grow and evolve past this. Uh, And I think that's, that's something I'm still working on, but that was, that is when it hit me, I think that I have a really weird relationship. I want to frame it the right, I have a really weird relationship with power, which is directly related to me being a man, I think. Mm. Because I think one of these attributes that the community has instilled in us is, and when I say community, I I, I say the community I grew up in, is that being a man means you must hold the power. And if you don't, then that takes away from your manhood. Mm. And I don't know where the hell it came from. I don't know why we think that way. But I think we're definitely taking a turn in the right direction. And
2: And it's definitely dangerous too. I think two things that have struck out for what you said is one, like the power thing is real. Mm -hmm. I think that comes from a a whole misunderstanding of where power actually lies. Mm. Um, And then two, you said I wasn't leading us and that made me uncomfortable. And I think that also lies in a misunderstanding of what leadership is. Hey. Right. Because if you feel like leadership is the guy behind the, the driver's wheel right right most what, ceos
0: have a driver now
2: <laughs> you know like or, or what if the person driving doesn't know the way to the place <laughs> like the leader really is the guy with the google maps sure you know sure. so it's like understanding what actually leadership is and sure. understanding what actually power is and um yeah i think as we begin to explore all of those dynamics we'll learn a little bit more about i mean these are slightly more frivolous things but like we'll learn more about really where power lies and what that means for us, mm-hmm. right? I, I think
0: it's frivolous, but I think it shows a much deeper, bigger problem.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah like, insti- institutional problem. Cause my goodness. I would love to have this conversation with um, with some women present, maybe, mm-hmm. um, just to get an idea of, like, what are the things that they see and just, like phew, you know, one of the things that fucked up my egos, or my ego, my ego once, um, like a girl I was dating, I think she said in passing, like, there's just so many things I let you get away with. Mm. Right? Okay. And I was like, what? My God. Yeah, like, wait, give me an example. Right, right. Yeah. We're going to talk about yeah, this. Like, what, what What? am I like, blindly thinking that like, oh yeah, it's all me. Mm. And she's just in the corner like this motherfucker. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how, and like how many times in a day? Like how frequently? Right. Like, right. Is this often? Like, right. um, and it's just weird that we're not, I, I get why women don't, have that conversation because right. like you know the man's like nah I'm you know what I mean right. like it goes it becomes that thing and it's easier just to yeah let him let him think he's running it you know right. what I mean right. um, and so I'm really curious about that I'm gonna make a note <laughs> yeah me.
0: no I, and I think I think our relationship in relate our our relationship with relationships is is an important uh, factor to explore as well because we only know Ali, I'm not gonna speak for me I only know who I am as a man compared to those who I engage with. Right. So in that relationship, I define myself as a man based on who this person is in that relationship. I think I have learned the great majority about myself and my relationship with masculinity through relationships and through love. Hmm. Um, Although there was a lot that I brought with me from my father, I think there was a lot that I carried on from from just the environment and the time we live in. And then I think I was at one point I was I was really like slapped with this over the head and say, yo, you probably got to check yourself a little bit, you know. I, I, yeah, I, I think it's, I think relationships are very important in the conversation of masculinity, yeah. for sure. At least from,
2: I love, I love how you put that because the one quote that I had in our doc, I don't know if you remember, mm-hmm. I'm going to read it out. It's mm-hmm. like, to be masculine is to have ownership or ownership like relations over others. And to be emasculated is to be in relations of subordination. Hmm. Um, and that article was talking about masculinity in the Arab world, hmm. um, which it's like very, it's like whoa. Right. Like if you've ever dealt with um, a super fresh off the boat Arab, right. dude, you're like, yeah, it's all about domination. It's all about, all about right. that um, right. in relation to others, right? Mm-hmm. You can't be subordinate. And the worst thing you can do to um, a person of this type is to publicly emasculate them. Oh, you just never, you know what I mean? Um, and it's so fascinating. I don't know if I've ever felt that way, um, but I can. I. It's, it's so easy to recognize right now that you like i guess now that i'm at this age yeah. well, i don't know if maybe i was younger maybe but like it's so easy to recognize when like this is really this is a puffy I and mean, we all know those things uh-huh, right uh-huh. Like, we all have one I, of those in our lives i think i was
0: that for a long time
2: oh yeah we just like the car thing that's that's right. almost that right? right um it's like again like you're saying it's so ah i don't know maybe again in relation because i'm a guy so sure. maybe you haven't used that behavior towards right, me right, right. but like oh, from the moment i met you all i feel is love it's like it's right. like yeah it's big personality right. all love but then again like you were saying it's like the dynamic is like who is this person in front of me absolutely am i defining myself in this moment as this man or just red
0: right right <laughs> you know and and i i see it more in i think i got into a fair share of fights in my day on the street random mm-hmm. When I think about it, those were all like a battle of who is more masculine. They had, there was no basis. I think there are real reasons to fight something, to put your hands up Mm -hmm. and to hit another human. I think there are reasons. I have never experienced one of those reasons. (laughs) And I got into my fair share of fights all because I felt like somebody felt that they were more man than I am which is which is wild stupid which is absolutely crazy that somebody was looking at me the wrong way and felt like they had the authority to look at me the wrong way so now i have an issue with them who gave you the authority to look at me that way don't look at me why the why in the world do i feel like i can control this person's (laughs) eyes there is no reason, no reason.
2: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah. yeah, I just got my ass kicked. So I never really fight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, masculinity is so funny that way. I, I, I mean, we almost got into the children conversation, but that's mm-hmm. something I would like to explore a little bit. I think about. We're at that age you mm-hmm. think about, yo, I'm going to have kids. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it that I want to pass on? You know, what are, what are the views from my father that I want to make sure that my kid gets, you know, um, especially around this topic as well. And one of the things that I'm super, super concerned about is like, how, like this talk, this idea of what is toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and like how to recognize that mm-hmm. and how to stay away from that. Um, like that stuff is, is big for me. Cause like you're saying, or you said earlier, um, there's the problem that we're trying to fix. And then there's the gaslighting where people are just like, they will label anything that, you know. And
0: and are we, so to add to it, are we even allowed in this day and age to be masculine? Hmm. The right kind. Are we though? Do you think that the majority of people in our society today will allow you to define yourself as a masculine man?
2: depends on the definition. So let's try that exercise, right? So for, for you, mm-hmm. this version of Retta, mm-hmm. who's learned from his dad, mm-hmm. who's learned through love, mm-hmm. what is your idea of masculinity?
0: For me, it's a man who takes responsibility for his actions. A, a a person who is courageous before anything and only before courage is sincere. If I put all of those three together... I think, i want to say, because I feel like I'm making a big statement here, but I think that, that, that defines, that defines me being a man. If I ask you, do you feel like that defined, could that define a woman as well? Is there a separation between men and women? Are we allowed to create one socially? Hmm. Does one exist philosophically? I think I see your point. You know what I'm saying? Because when am I allowed to be a man? Am I allowed to say this defines me as a man? Or does this just, just define individual? And I'm genuinely asking the question, mm. does this just define an individual that could be a man or a woman? Is there a differentiation? Like there's so many mm. questions.
2: I don't know if I'm like textbook educated enough, mm. right? On this. But I will say just hearing that, if I don't know, does there's anyone who would listen you describe that and be like, nah, that's not a man. Unless it's one of the sure. aforementioned right. toxic man's c- courage. Right. Right. <laughs> um, right. Or oh, sincerity. That, right. You know what I mean? Nah, manhood is something else. I don't know if there's anybody who would disagree with that. Um, but I do see your point as that could really just, you just be describing a wholesome person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would probably describe masculinity and how I view myself as a man in those same words. Um, I would probably add provision there and not provide in the sense of like on a monetary way okay but just knowing how to keep a cohesive family unit together and family doesn't have to be wife and kids it could be like um Brotherhood you sure. know like in, I, just you have a community these are four or five people that are your friends and you care for them and you just gotta keep that close that to me is that's like okay I'm fulfilling my purpose as um, as Falaron, who also happens to be a man, but I can say as a man, you know. Okay, um, so
0: so, but I think those are two different things. Is that the at? Are those attributes associated to being a man for you, or do know. they associate? And this is a difficult conversation because it's like you don't. It's like you don't want to get in trouble by saying things, right? yeah, <laughs> right? But but really, and and this is what I was talking about. About this, this passive ignorance that. these are things that we're trying to explore and these are things that we're trying to evolve into and try and make the right decisions, but we need to be able to talk about them to get there. Mm. So, so do we, is there a difference? Are there certain attributes in this list of attributes that we can assign to masculine and we can assign to feminine or do they all exist in this one book?
2: You know, I had a conversation with uh, a good friend of ours actually um, this morning about feeling like a woman. Mm. and the circumstances under which, you know, she feels like a woman. At work, there's 30-plus women. Mm. So she never really is thinking about, am I a woman today, mm. you know? Um, but she gave an example of a friend who works with mostly men, and so she, in her mind is a very distinct, like, oh, no, I'm a woman in this space. Mm. Um, so I wonder if that sort of line of thinking is, sim- is in the same here as in, can I look at another man and go, he is not performing his duty as a man mm. because he's not being courageous in his actions or he's not being sincere in his actions. Or right. he's not, You know, can I look at that and make that metric that could be the buffest guy with the baddest car? Right. But, you know... Is he failing as a man under my rules? Right. You know. Because
0: right. um, and, and is there a b- universal truth of rules? I don't know if the, I don't
2: know that there is. Actually, that's something that I think I can answer clearly. I don't know that there is a universal truth. I think the big lie is that we created one, mm. and then we right. asked a bunch of people right. to sus- subscribe to that. Right. 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 I think right. that I know clearly for sure um, because whatever. Like, ask an American what a man is. Right. You know, so right. F Ford F one fifty. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they, there's this. That's a man. You mm-hmm. know. Um, mm-hmm. That was very i'm sorry Americans. <laughs> um but but i i, I don't know I, I don't know that there's there's one thing i i think i know for sure that there there isn't i feel like it's up to each person and it might be about connecting truly to what's in here um and then not allowing somebody else to define it for you or some other community to define it for you right like because you you in this community or in a community bunch of people can contribute to like oh this is what we define right as like you are a good man in this community mm-hmm. right and you somebody steps out of that brothers will come together and be like hey man you're stepping out of that right, right? so there's more and more of that but on an individual level like i don't know it's, it's got to always be up to you and like you using what you've learned
0: do you not think that there are any natural biological attributes associated to being a man or a woman we're getting we're getting a bit dangerous, yeah. but are there, are there, some people say that someone who is nurturing will probably be associated to a woman more than a man. Is that just because of our, and, and I think it's true from the people that I've experienced in my life, but is that because of a, a social construct that we've created or is that a biological for some reason that we don't understand and we can't explain that women are more naturally nurturing than men are? Is <sighs> it well, hard? Uh, one. It's yeah. hand,
2: okay, so um you use the term nurturing, mm-hmm. right? And, and I I think about my father and would like describe him as a nurturer. Really? And the answer is easy for me. Yeah. You know, my my father is someone who would take in people, right? Give them a home, right? While they're recovering from a time in their life. Is that not nurture? Um, Interesting. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 I think we, we box ourselves in with certain things. So yeah, I think my answer to that question would be, that is a social construct that women are more n- nurturing. Because, you know, what happens to a child when the mother dies and is raised by the father? Um Is that not nurture? Mm, You know, mm -hmm. are men not capable? Of course men are capable, but you're just told certain things or you perceive certain things and that guides your behavior until you're able to unlearn that. Um, But biologically, that's a dangerous game. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. That's, you know, I'm not, again, textbook educated on this or just socially educated enough on this to say like, what is what? And that's why I like, tried to separate born a man and masculinity. Right, um, right. Because the idea of masculinity, I think, is we can talk about all day. The right. biological stuff. I'm going to leave that to, you know, the doctors and the-
0: <laughs> biologists. And <laughs> yeah, that's what they're called. Yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
2: Hey, guys, we're just taking a little bit of a break from the show. As you know, Two Takes and a Pod is brought to you by Yawa Magazine. Uh, Yawa Magazine publishes three pieces a month on music, culture and community. Please do follow us on Yawa Magazine on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. You can also visit our website at www.yawamag.com. And if you'd be interested in writing for Yawa Mag, please do reach out to us. You can find us at yawamagazine at gmail.com thank you now back to the show (laughs) Uh, and on that but like the nature versus nurture stuff is very fascinating to me like or or the the things that we just um like aggression Mm. you know people think it's like a masculine thing to be aggressive and like you and i both know that we've met some some aggressive women Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. it's like no it's it's just like a a person thing
0: people lean one way or the other and like as kids do Do genders lean one way or the other It's such a tough conversation, but, but, but really, if we think, if we think of, if we, for the majority of people that I've met in my life being defined as a man and as a woman, and I know there are people in the middle, but the majority of this is coming from my experience. Do they lean one way or the other? I think for sure they do. Yeah. In terms of aggression, we could say that most of the men that I, if we compare the amount of men who are aggressive to the amount of women that, that are aggressive in my life, men have definitely been more. Yeah. Is that a social construct? Do they have to be that way? Or is that something that's in them? So a lot of people will say this. A lot of people will say that, that as men, we have this biological, almost in our DNA that we come from a time where we had to like really be aggressive in in order to protect and preserve ourselves. Mm -hmm. So that's why this is carrying out right now. And unfortunately it doesn't work in our day and age anymore, but it's still in the, in the computer there. I think that's a
2: valid argument.
0: And if it is, then is that something that we need to change or is it something that we just need to navigate a little bit better and and be able to mold a little bit better to exist in 2020 like Mm. this?
2: I think the latter navigated a little bit better. Um, I have no issue with saying most here, most there. Mm. I, I think where I, where I have serious problems and what we need to change is have to, you are this, right? Because again, people will fall in the spectrum. So it's like, oh yeah, most men are on this. Yeah. Most women are, but it's like, no, this is the, you are not a man unless you do, you are not a woman unless you do, That is where I'm like, I don't think that there's a must on any of these traits, right? I mean, we started with nurturing, we talked about aggression. I don't know if there's a must on any of these. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. I just don't believe that, right? Because you meet if you've met people, you know that people are wide, right? Wide, man. So if when we create boxes is where it gets super dangerous, right? Because once as soon as someone is outside, you give people the card or the stick to beat them with Mm. right that's what you're talking about when how you grow grew up right like we're listening to rap bitches you know and like if you're not calling people bitches and chasing women Mm. then you're not a man Mm. that's the problem Mm. right the problem isn't that like this guy is just soft you know and like being soft isn't i started he's
0: allowed to be soft he's allowed to be soft soft, but read your poetry Let's just
2: all good you Mm. know what i mean like that's okay um and i think that's kind of where it gets really, really interesting for me. Cause when you're young, it's super dangerous to have these boxes. I mean, right. Right. Because then you people start to believe things about themselves that may not be true. And then they have to go through all of this time unlearning that behavior once they've realized that, oh, this is shit is made up.
0: Right. You know, right. like this. And when you hit a certain point in life when something hits you across the head and you say, Shit.
2: There you go. Like that's what you're talking about with the car thing. Yes. Like something must have happened, right. and you're like, oh. This right. is insane.
0: And, I, and yeah. I, think, I think a lot of that happens to a lot of people when they explore a relationship with love. I think love is obviously just a topic on its own. But oh. that really allows you to say, man, fuck everything. Fuck the experience of being a man. I put everything behind me only to allow myself to exist in whatever this feeling is. Because it is, it is a beautiful thing. So if that feeling, if for me to continue exploring this feeling of love means that I have to put away all of these preconceived notions of masculinity, then that's okay. And I'm going to do that. And then now you're super vulnerable, right? Because mm. now you've taken your mask of masculinity.
2: You've taken the armor off. Right? Yeah, yeah, And
0: now you're like exposed to this person and hopefully it goes well. But if it doesn't, I think I think that's more interesting to see. What happens when it, it doesn't, doesn't is I think that's when you get this definition of toxic, toxic masculinity.
2: Mm, because they go get all of that shit back. Right. Well, yeah. I'm a moron yeah. now. I,
0: I tried and y'all mm. fucked up. So I'm coming back with the heat. Oh, can we explore that a bit? Because mm-hmm. I actually, just as you were saying that,
2: I'm like, no, that is true manhood. That is true masculinity. Like being willing to take it off leave it off, it go wrong mm-hmm. and like fuck the temptation to bring it back. Mm. Now, you know what love is. Right. And also like, if we, if we think about the spaces, um, the spaces that are created for kids to grow up, not having, not putting these boxes, mm-hmm. those spaces are filled with what? love i mean i, I know sure. that you're talking about romantic yeah, love right though, now right now yeah. but it's the same thing it's like you you have to love people as they as they come mm-hmm. who like as who they think they are or as who's they, who they're presenting as
0: individuals at. living the human experience
2: and that way they're not putting this shit on right. to defend against everything else is coming from the world um but yeah I, I really really like that the way you broke that down yeah. i'm thinking about there. Any spaces that I've I've been or like in relationships I've been where I'm taking off some idea of what a man
0: is supposed to be as in this relationship. Um, I think I've been forced to. I think I've been. What was that conversation like? Oh, my goodness. So hard. And over the span of months, Mm. (laughs) because it was just this battle, right? Of if we want this to exist the way it exists, then you need to allow me more. And then realizing why am I in the position of your allowance? Ooh. Which is wild, Crazy which is wild but but ha- can I be strong enough and can I be smart enough and can I put my pride all the way down to say I will no longer be in the position of your allowance and I will allow you to exist as you want to be in this in this relationship and I think that's where you find this idea of unconditional love which I don't know if I don't know if I've ever got there but to be able to have a love that is not stimulated in any shape, way or form and exists without any external factors is fucking wild. Mm. And and I hope I can get there one day if I haven't been, and I don't know if I've been there. I've definitely had some pretty extreme uh, emotional relationships in that way. And, but I don't know, I don't know if we got to that degree. Uh, Lauren Hill has this, has this wild segment where she talks about unconditional love and what that means. Um, But, but I think Back to the point, if you are the most masculine of men, so my definition included courage and included sincerity. And I think to be absolutely vulnerable in that situation requires courage and sincerity. Mm. And I think that's where you get to explore this side of you and this feeling that does not compare to any other feeling in the world that you could ever find. Not success. Not not this extreme achievement. Nothing like love is different, man. Different, different man. It's different.
2: Hits different. Right. Like as we say, he's sweet to die. Right, <laughs> he's sweet That's die. Real. Um, I I really like that we ended on that, or or that we got to that, like mm-hmm. und- idea of unconditional love. Because mm-hmm. something I saw it was like two, three days ago that reminded me of this conversation we're gonna have. It was a tweet. It Was like men are not loved unconditionally facts or something. It was one of these gentlemen that we might file under toxic. Okay. Um, And like before dismissing it, I wanted to think about it a little bit Mm -hmm. more, right? Because um, like we said at the top, right? There's, there's people who take this men agenda to the extreme, right? And talk about, um, you know, the sole role that they have for men in their lives, Mm -hmm. which is like money, provision, all that jazz. And there are men who are unwilling to like sit down and think about historically what life has been like for women and like what you have, have already put as your role as the man and like ask where's that energy coming from, hmm. you know? And so they take that and run with it and how they run with it is like, nah, men are only loved under condition that they can be de- all of these roles that they've right. defined for themselves or, def- or society has defined for them and they've accepted it as a given. Right. Um So when you were saying that, it just occurred to me like, yeah, men may not be loved unconditionally, but it's probably because they don't allow themselves to.
0: Oh, my God.
2: You know, they probably because they don't get to a space where it's like, okay, now I'm going to first love you unconditionally. Right. Under under the. You can do like you said, you're no longer under my allowance. Like you can just do you and then I have to deal with that. (laughs) Personally. Um, Personally. Right. Right. Um, And then maybe you can deal with me (laughs) without this armor without this idea of who i'm supposed to be so frightening oh,
0: terrifying that i will give you myself i will pull out my heart i will put it on a platter and allow you to do as you wish with it and if you decide to crush it then i will be crushed Mm. but i will still love you unconditionally that's unconditional (laughs) that this person could do as they wish Mm. and i would still love them Hmm. Not to say that I will be with them because maybe we get into some areas where it is no longer safe for me to be with them or no longer healthy for me to be with them. But I will still love you. That
2: love still exists. That love still exists, which is
0: crazy. And I think you find this. There are parents who have been negligent to their children, but those children have decided that I still need a relationship with my father or my mother I will love you unconditionally regardless of what you have done for me. Maybe I can't be with you right now. Maybe we can't be together. Maya Angelou speaks about this and and she says love liberates. And hell yes, it does. Mm. Love should not be that thing that says I'm driving the car. You're sitting in the passenger seat. Love should be that thing that says you go and do what you need to do. And I will love you regardless of what you decide to do, which is, which is beautiful and so damn hard to get to. It's hard. So hard.
2: That courage courage man oh man that's the one thing if i think about my relationships um or if i think about how i navigate love that i didn't realize that was the secret ingredient Mm. like the courage because i I feel like i got sincerity Mm -hmm. if i'm like sticking to Mm it i feel like i got that i'm able to you know be real with me and like with you in that space but finding the like finding the courage i'm looking for another word but finding what it is that is okay i'm just jumping right you know let's just just go oh my lord it it
0: is it is hard but you get on such a high when it works Mm. you're like damn it worked son yeah sweet right right it worked (laughs) yeah it's 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 pretty wild the courage a lot of people associate courage to like hercules right he's Mm. courageous he will fight off all the monsters and make sure the city's okay courage is i think courage is that to do what you're uncomfortable doing everyone is uncomfortable with vulnerability some people are better with it than others but everyone has a certain sense of of discomfort with it Mm. and the test for that is do you feel absolutely comfortable telling this individual who i place in front of you your deepest darkest secret hell no because you're not willing to be vulnerable in front of that person, which is okay. And I'm not saying it's smart to tell your secrets to everyone, but, but just that recognition that we all have to work on vulnerability, mm. especially as men, because of the society that we've been, we, we've grown up in. Oh yeah. That w- being vulnerable is looked down upon as a man. Talk to me about your emotions, son. What you talking mm. about? <laughs> right? That's ridiculous. Get out of here. Yeah. Man, yeah. Emotions? I don't feel those. But, but we, we get, we get super messed up. Mm. I think personally we get mentally, emotionally, we get screwed up if we don't explore those parts of ourselves. Because, like, you're not fully human. You're, you're that That is a human part of you're it. You're not fully, how, what? You're not fully human if you don't let yourself
2: get there. Mm-hmm. And that's really been a three, four-year journey, personally, right? Like, what? You, you, you're going to tell me this entire side of you, you're going to kill.
0: Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. what? And it's never yeah. going to go away. It, 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 it'll continue knocking at that door. And you'll continue having to push that away. And that is shit not good for you. And that's and that's where you get into that toxic. There it comes that's, out. There, right. there it comes Absolutely. out, right? That's,
2: that's, um and it's, we see it in the frivolous things, mm-hmm. right? In mm-hmm. the, oh my God, you know, I can't have my girl wear that. Right. 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 Which right. is another way of saying you're you uncomfortable because you think some other guy is going to holler. Sure. And, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, we, we see it come out in all these silly, silly ways, but like the deep, Root cause is like your inability to, okay, what is this thing I'm feeling? Like, right. Can I share it and discuss it? Right. Like, you
0: know, right. You know, it's insane. Yeah. It's wild, man. It's wild. I just, I hope we can get to a place where we are comfortable with taking our masks off. I hope that we get to a place where we can have relationships where there are no masks whatsoever. Cause that's a difficult thing to do too. Even, even in a relationship yeah. that we can get to a place where we allow, allow ourselves to feel unconditional love. I hope yeah i don't um, know if we'll get there but
2: i don't know i mean it's it's always the journey but i think what's important is conversations like this mm-hmm. um and people engage willing to engage with conversations like this right. um and just normalizing this shit mm-hmm. right.
0: and allowing the conversation yeah like it, a lot of people some people might be listening right now and be like these guys are assholes mm-hmm. they don't they're misogynists mm-hmm. they' man we are two individuals who lived in experience looking to grow from that experience recognize where we're wrong and where we're right and continue to evolve that's it that's great and you have to allow that experience whoever it is mm-hmm. has to allow that experience to happen I think so uh,
2: Reddit where can the people find you bro
0: uh, at Reddit yeah I changed my my all the time all the time <laughs> it's the, the, I think the most
2: my favorite one time. was Dear Sporic Daddy
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> So play with me, son. Um, yeah, at Red Azarug, everywhere, everywhere. Everywhere. Now, for now. For and we'll now, see what happens.
2: And then we'll see what happens. And
1: that's the episode, guys. Yo, that was a great conversation, man. I really appreciate how open Reda was about his life's experience, particularly overcoming the stereotypical norms. Um, and the fact that his dad helped him with that, kind of helped put the idea in his head. Mm. And basically he's evolved from that anyway my take though is a point that you guys made quite early on and it was that the idea of a good or great man could really just be a good person you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like you know even the provision aspect and being able to provide is really ultimately supplemental in my opinion you know It doesn't really absolve you of all the other responsibilities that you actually may have as a man or woman like who's responsible for people or choosing to be responsible for the people who they care about right um ultimately to me a good person is someone that is there for the people that needed them the most especially when it counts Mm. like that's it really to me anyway that's
2: what we should all aspire to you know what i mean uh, makes sense um and, and i'm glad we were able to like inspire that thought process yeah guess. no for yeah. sure for sure and like
1: yeah like i mean that's where i went with it but it'll be really interesting to see what other people like where you know the listeners land like mm-hmm. i think that would be really interesting
2: so you can write to us at two takes and a pod like I said he's looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say on this episode this podcast is brought to you by yawa you can follow us on our social media yawa magazine on twitter instagram and facebook our website is Yawamag, Yawa Mag. y-a-w-a M-A-G.com. We would love to hear from you. Our music today is by Boye. You can find him on Facebook at 1705 M U Z I K. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. You
1: can find us wherever you find podcasts. Just click the link in the bio. This has been Two Takes in the Pod. Thank you for listening.